Come on in. Yeah, yeah, Joey's in the back. Hi, welcome to Uncle Joey's. How about a drink to start off with? What's happened, you bad motherfuckers? It's Monday, the 20th of December. It's the last week before Santa shows up. Let's give it a good fucking week. The joint is brought to you by Blue Chew. Forget diamonds and cars and flowers. Give your girl what she really wants for Christmas. A good fucking dickin', you know what I'm saying? Everybody wants a good stabbing, and you don't have to put a bow on it. That's the beautiful thing about it. Listen, maybe you don't have ED, maybe you do. Maybe you just want to perform like a savage. Blue Chew is for you. Blue Chew is an online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com. Talk to one of the licensed medical providers. Once you're approved, you receive your prescription within days. You know what, what that means? It's time to sling dick. The best part is it's all online. No doctor's visits, no pharmacy, no fucking judgment. It ships right to your door in a discreet little package, and not even the mailman knows. Bluetooth tablets are made in the U.S. of A. Why? Because we're all about the dick here in the U.S. of A. It's way cheaper than a pharmacy. And if you can't perform... No big deal. Don't be ashamed. I got problems, too. That's why I got fucking blue chew. I pop one of those blue pills. I chomp down on it. And next thing you know, I'm slinging dick with confidence. And that's what we all need. Sometimes you just need a little confidence. And that's where blue chew fucking comes in. They're tremendous. And listen, go to bluechew.com right now. Look at the ad. It's a lady fucking walking the streets crazy. Why? That's what Blue Chew does. It gives you the dick to drive them fucking crazy. So try Blue Chew today with promo code Joey, J-O-E-Y, and just pay $5 for shipping. Joey, how are you going to do $5 for shipping. That's what happens today with Blue Chew. So that's BlueChew.com, promo code Joey to receive your first month free. And as usual, I want to thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the joint. They're helping out young men. By slinging dick with three hands. USA. Bluechew.com. Code Joey. The joint is also brought to you by. On it. Listen. You want to start 2022 on the right fucking foot. And Alpha Brain is waiting for you. They got the regular Alpha Brain. And we've got this beautiful black motherfucking label. And don't stop there. I love the shroom tech. I love the new mood. I love the MCT oil. Listen, Onyx keeps showing up. They're a tremendous company. Why you're not doing business with them is beyond me. Start with the Alpha Brain fucking black label right now. Go on Onnit.com right now. Order that black fucking label, Alpha Brain. Your mind will be firing on all fucking cylinders. I'm still little bots, but come January 1st, I'm going on Alpha Brain black label. I'm starting a fucking cycle, and you're going to see me pull out my hairs and sling dick then. Go to Onnit.com right now. Press and code Joey or church or joint, whatever the fuck they got, and get 10% off delivered right to your fucking beautiful house. It's Christmas, motherfuckers, and it's New Year's Eve. You want to start the year off like a fucking savage. Start with on it. Get that alpha brain. You'll thank me later, cocksuckers. And now, without further ado, let's get this podcast started. It's Monday, the 20th of December. If you ain't tip-top, Magoo, go back to bed. Why waste people's time? Let's get this motherfucker started.
What's happening, you bad motherfuckers? Uncle Joey here for another episode of The Joint. It's Monday the 20th. We're almost out of this fucking rotten year. You know, some guy was telling me today at CVS, he goes, you know you're going to have a bad year when you're in the hospital January 1st. And I was like, you know what? I was in the hospital January 4th to the fucking 5th. So I started the year off with fucking needles and IVs and, you know, then when you get the knee surgery, you're all fucking doped up in bed. They come get you and they go, listen, we got to teach you how to walk in and out of a car. Did I need that in my fucking life January 4th? I couldn't walk. Blood was coming out of my fucking knee. Then I got home and my wife is upstairs and I'm like, I need to get fucking high. I've got to tell you guys about this. And I fucking went out in the garage at two in the morning with a pipe and I fell. I just killed over on my knee and I'm down on the floor yelling for my fucking wife. She didn't hear me for a half hour in that garage, freezing my ass off, yelling upstairs. She came down. She's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? So that's how I started off the fucking year. And then the pain pills took me to fucking Egypt. Those things are the worst things that they ever gave anybody. They put me into a fucking depression mixed with the fucking Xanax I was taking for the insurance. anxiety i was fucked up guys and it just happens you know i've been writing this book for the last fucking year and what i've come up with from this book we're on chapter we just quit cocaine and uh we're about to go into 2008 and all that stuff and it's 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 weird that what i've learned about myself from this fucking book is that i started over 18,000 times in my life like i had to start over all the time i am the king fucking starting over that's like a fucking gift that i didn't even know i had i read this i read the chapters like a week ago and i'm like it's the same story over and over of your life of me doing something going for a year or two and then crashing and fucking up and then it takes another year to get back on your feet six months but it's a plan it's a fucking plan and if you stick to the plan you cannot lose you know somebody said to me the other day i got an email from a parent a fucking parent sent me a Twitter fucking email. Their son uh, had to go to rehab, you know, and he contacted me about a year ago, and he said he was honest with me. He said he didn't really like my comedy, but uh, that he liked what my stance was and what I had done. He goes, you know, I used to, one thing I missed from the road, I swear to God, the the thing that bothers me the most about not going on the road is talking to you guys, the podcast people. And it would be fucking great because I'd be taking a picture with you and they'd be all smiles. They'd be happy to see me. Whoever was there, the girlfriend taking care of, uh, taking a picture of the boyfriend with me. And while we were taking the picture, he would kind of whisper. Everybody did that to me. And they would say, Hey man, we're having a good time and shit, but You helped me get off fucking this. You helped me get off that. I listened to what you said, you know, and and, and it's crazy, you know, but it worked for me, you know. Like, I I don't expect people, I didn't expect people to fucking quit smoking cigarettes by getting an eight ball and just sitting there fucking getting tortured by themselves. That was my method because I like torturing myself. But, you know, they just reached out to me and they said, you have a, a, a gift of setting people in like a weird, like a, like, they listen to you. They pay attention to you. But the problem with this kid was his ghosts were just too strong. Like, he just lost it. They had to put him in, like, a two-year fucking rehab for pills and heroin and the whole thing. So that's why she reached out to me to just say I wouldn't be hearing from him for a while. Uh, she gave me an address where his rehab was in Indiana. They sent him to some shit. And I'm going to write him a fucking letter in there just for Christmas. It's just a nice thing to do over the holidays. Write somebody a letter that's in rehab, fucking thinking his world's about to end. And he doesn't know his world's about to fucking start. Like, that's what people don't really understand, especially with drugs. Like, you sit there and you're like, when am I going to get off these things? How much longer am I going to do this for? And you're like, you know what? I'm not even going to quit because I can't even imagine being without that stuff. Let me tell you something. When I always said that to myself, like when I say that to myself, that's a motivating sentence for a guy like me. Like I'm like, you know what, man? It's time I fucking clean up this drug. Like and that and I've done that. Listen, I did it with the fucking Valium in '91. I did it with the fucking Coke. I did it with the fucking reefer when I went to prison. You know, you have to stop. You have to just stop. And but in the back of your mind, 
you're like, I can never do that. And that's the same thing about life. I don't know what that correlation is that we think of something like stand up. I remember being in 1993 and being in my little fucking Rocky apartment in uh, Boulder with fucking fat tire. And I had a lettuce in my refrigerator, you know, being broke and watching guys like Bill Hicks, watching all these fucking comics and going like to myself, like even though all day I've been pumping myself up to myself, just going, I don't know why you're doing this. You're never going to fucking do anything with your life. I got so sick of hearing that from myself that those when I would put myself down, I would motivate myself. It would motivate me to fucking go, you know what? That's a shitty sentence to say to yourself that I can never, I don't think I could ever fucking accomplish that. That is the shittiest thing you could say to yourself because either you go to sleep when you say that to yourself or usually thinking about that at night when you had a bad day, you're like, maybe I'll just go to sleep, whatever. Or you fucking go, you know what? Look what I just said. That's my mindset. I got to switch my fucking mindset. That's what it is half the fucking time. Hey, listen, I was lost in March, guys. I was lost. I, I know I did the podcast. I know it was a, it was a rough podcast to listen to. I, I knew those days were, were hard, and I thank you for staying, or I thank you for leaving. I would have left myself. But I'm happy that it happened to show you guys that I could fucking, I could get out of any fucking dilemma. Just give me a day to think about how I can get a dilemma, and I, I'm the king of that shit. I'm like a fixer in my own fucking head. In March, when I found out, you know, I didn't know what was going on. I just knew I didn't feel fucking good. I knew I'd been to the hospital a couple of times, and I knew something was going on with my body. So I never copped to the, I didn't think it was the Xanax. I never thought it could be the fucking Xanax. I didn't know what was giving me anxiety. So right away, I thought I had a mental health issue. That sucks. When you sit there and go, I got a mental health issue. That sucks. Because for years, you've been calling people retards and fucking stupid fuck. And now, you got a mental health. You know how hard it made, you know how hard it was for me to come clean with that to you guys? Really hard. But I didn't give a fuck. I didn't give a fuck at all because I wanted you to, I wanted to see you guys watch me come back. It was interesting to even watch me come back. I journaled it. You know, I fucking, I weighed myself. I checked my pulse every fucking day, my oxygen levels. I mean, I was on a roll. I was experimenting. You know, you go on these fucking uh, websites to help you with the benzo shit, and they fucking tell you what to take. And let me tell you something. All the shit they tell you to take sparks up that feeling of your heart beating and all that stuff. And I'd be great till about 1 o'clock. I started taking, the only thing that helped me, the truth, calm myself down, was on its product, uh, New Mood. That slowed me down at night. I just finished a fucking bottle and put another one out there. Uh, safe and calm, calm and calm support. Calm support are these fucking tablets. I got everything on them. GABA, the whole fucking thing. They jolt you up a little bit, but then they come back and calm you the fuck down, and it replenishes your GABA. That's what was wrong. I, I read up on it. When you fucking take those pills, they don't let the GABA receptors fucking send signals. So who the fuck knows? The brain is a fucking monster of a fucking machine. And it doesn't send signals or whatever. And that's why it shocked my central nervous system. When I heard it shocked my central nervous system, there's only one thing that brings your central nervous system back quickly. Dead squats, deadlifts, deadlifts. I was doing deadlifts like a motherfucker. Two days a week, two and a quarter, 250. I would start with low reps and then have them up. And I'll tell you, I would do those things and I could feel myself getting zapped. When I would put the fucking weight down, I would walk around, I'd see little fucking spots in the air. I swear to God, it was like I got knocked out, but I didn't give a fuck. I kept going on it because I read those things, those benzo websites and those benzo fucking where everybody talks. And I got to be honest with you. Everybody has a different struggle. It hits everybody differently. But all the, the one thing I saw that was consistent with these fucking people were that they had a hard time waking up. You know, I read, I, everybody said it was hard to get out of bed. It was hard to walk. It was hard. To, I was like, fuck that. 
I'm getting the fuck up. I got up right from the bed, straight into the shower. I take my little Avon pad, wipe all the fucking Spanish grease off my face and off my neck. I don't like people's necks. I'm a big problem with fucking necks. That's where the, the main stink comes out. That's why I always fucking, I got these little Avon pads. My sister gives me, she's like a big shot for Avon. And these are my Lisa, she's fucking great. She's got these uh, little pads. The best ones I've ever used. Look at my skin. Look at my face. I got no fucking dirt on there. There's no more zits. I got a zit over here. And I got a little zit down here from fucking shaving. Look at this little third eye over here. But I fucking put my little thing. I jump in the shower. I brush my teeth. A little Listerine. And I would fucking eat breakfast. I said, you don't feel like eating. And the first thing I would do was walk around the neighborhood just to get my heart going. And then I would walk down to the fucking gym. The gym's like a block from me. So I would walk to the gym just to... To get the fucking wilderness. I had my own rehab. Did you know that? I prepared my own rehab this summer. Like I didn't go up north. I didn't do shit every day. My job every day was to get healthy and get through this fucking thing. And I was not going to sit in the fucking house like an idiot. Sitting here feeling sorry for myself. So that's why I went to the pool. Remember I talked about the pool all the time? I would go to the pool. And the first thing I'd do at the pool is take off my socks. And with my fungi toenail, I'd fucking both feet are all fungi up. Oh, my God. I got to do something about the fungi on my toenail. The tea tree is working. That's another thing I did this year. I started tea tree therapy January 1st. Every day when you get out of the shower, you rub tea tree oil on your fucking toes, and you try to fucking keep your nails clean, and you chop them so you can put the tea tree oil under the nail so it eliminates all that fucking fungus. Trust me, I don't like getting rid of that fungus. That fungus is one of my hobbies. I have a little toe on my left, on my right foot that the nail looks like it's connected to the fucking toe, right? It's disgusting. It looks like one big piece, but it's filled with fungi. So every week, like one night a week when I get nice and high at night, I get the fucking, uh, I get the fucking nail clip and I cut in that motherfucker. And let me tell you something. Every time you cut the nail, smoke comes out of it. It's tremendous. When I cut it, it just goes poof. A little bit of smoke comes out. And then I get the grind and I go in there with that fucking grind and I get like two grams of powder of toe, of toe jam dust from my fucking big toenail, my little toenail. I don't even know why I'm telling you my deepest secrets. But who gives a fuck? It's December 20th. We got to open up the fucking valve, cocksuckers. People are going to go into a depression mode pretty soon. I got to keep you motherfuckers intact. So let's keep talking about the fungi toenail. So it's tremendous. I fucking buff them both out. I wear my mask because I don't want none of that dust to go on my fucking face because sometimes when I polish my fucking toenail with the the spinner the fucking dust gets all over the place i don't see it till the next day i think i'm just it's just falling by my foot i just put i hold my foot sometimes and i just watch the toenail dust gather on my foot like a gram i fucking i put it between my fingers and i smell it and i think of lee i'm like fucking lee smoked that shit <laughs> well we both smoked it I just recovered from that. I had a fucking molar that had a fucking toe jam in it from fucking my toenail. But anyway, I don't know what the fuck I was talking about here with the toenails. What I was trying to say was that it's been a fucking hell of a year. I'm happy it's fucking over, but guess what? I fucking stood up to this motherfucking year, and I was like, you ain't taking me down, cocksucker. There's no way. Dog, I wish I could tell you how bad I felt inside. Like, you don't know what it's like to talk to somebody on the street you haven't seen for a while and your heart's just beating while you're talking to that person. You're like, why am I fucking running while I'm standing here talking to this poor bastard? I mean, it was terrible. So that's why I would look at, I couldn't even make eye contact with people because I was thinking I was going to die on the fucking spot. You don't know what that's like. I'm trying to hydrate, cocksuckers. Give me a breather here. I know you guys get mad when I drink water. I don't drink water on the mic. What do you want me to do? Sit here and talk for fucking an hour with no fucking water? Don't use a water bottle. Yeah, don't use a water. Listen, I, I, I know these things make noise. I know they're fucked up. But what am I going to do? Put my water in the canteen so you guys don't hear the bottle. Get a grip. We're all fucking family here. It's Monday. You know what I'm saying? Why fuck around? You've had worse fucking noises in your goddamn life. <laughs> But I'm happy it's all over. Listen, the last month, my job has been, I know where I stand. I know where I stand. I feel good. I'm ready. But I'm still feeling a little, you know, not 100%. I'm at like 90 fucking four or something like that. My job since the last month was just get ready for 2022. And what I wanted to do, I was just telling Mike, I was thinking of leaving uh, next week. But I think I'm going to push it back. Stay in town. I got some calls out to offices. Uh, 
like maybe two people calling me back. I think I had an appointment Wednesday to look at an office about three miles from here or some shit. Just take a look at it. You know, I don't know. I want to make a lot of changes. Uh, I got rid of some people out of my life, you know, that were just wasting fucking time. Why are they sitting there? Why are they sitting there? So I switched governments. I'm still working with the ice cream shop. Fucking uh, everything's solid there. All I've been doing the last couple of weeks, like I said, is just getting ready for the 2022. That's it. What I'm going to do in 2022, we got to hand the book in March. So we got another three months of work in the book. And I think the last three months will be a little busier because they'll just be rewrites. So I'm busy with that. I'm also, you know, going back to jujitsu and I'm having a great time in there. And I tell you what, thank God I did that. I'm grateful that I did three things for myself. I'm grateful that I read the taper and stuck to it to the fucking T. I'm very happy I went back to acupuncture. I think acupuncture had something to do with it. I've been going there for 14 fucking years to acupuncture, so once you take it out of your life for a year, I'm sure that it went back to where I lived before. Who the fuck knows? And I'm really happy. I'm very happy that I got my balls and my anxiety in check. And I walked into that jujitsu thing. Because I got to be honest with you. It's the best thing I've did since I've been here. And I knew when I walked in there for my first private. That as I was walking out. I told him. I said you have no idea how good I feel right now. For coming and getting this over with. Because nothing bothers me more. Than being fucking scared. Nothing. For the first time in my life. I was really fucking scared last year. I got to be honest with you guys. I I didn't think I was going to make it back. I wasn't able to think. I wasn't able to go out of a realm. I mean, I was searching for words. I couldn't I couldn't find them. You don't know what a, when you have a machine gun mind like the one I have, like thoughts are always getting popped into it and all of a sudden you don't have that no more. You start doubting yourself. I was really doubting myself. I remember that I started doing stand up like in February, right after the surgery, down at Uncle Vinny's. And the more I went down there, I found out that I just, that's the only reason why I stopped going to Uncle Vinny's. Because I couldn't give 100%. I couldn't feel like I, give, I could give 100%. I couldn't say that at the time because I was kind of ashamed of what I was going through. But after I figured out how to tackle and shit, there's no shame. It's over. We're on a fucking straight path to make it back to fucking health. And that's what I knew. But that's the only reason I stopped going to Uncle Vinny's. I love that fucking club. That's one of my favorite clubs in the world. It was just that I wasn't doing anybody any good. I was going down there with the same old fucking... You know how hard... You know how bad it is for me to use the same jokes? Do you know where that puts my head to go out there for four weeks in a row? And used the same jokes and I wasn't able to write. Do you know what that puts me? That puts me in a bad fucking position. Because there's one thing in this life I always... Listen. In comedy, you're going to have good sets and bad sets. And I know that. And in podcasting, you're going to have good sets and bad sets. When you're fucking somebody up the ass, you have good nights and bad nights, right? You ever fucking somebody and you come quick and you don't know what it was and you start blaming your fucking high blood pressure or your fucking uh, ear medication? You know, we can't score 100% all the time. And I've come to grips with that and I've had to accept that. But I didn't do well on stage for so long. That when I had a chance, when you guys gave me a chance to perform, I had to rise to the fucking occasion. And I got to be honest with you, I don't like bombing. I know I lied to you guys that fucking uh, you need to get bombed. You need to bomb from time to time. It builds character and all that shit. I didn't like bombing. I didn't like bombing. I understood it. And I know where it came from. And I know it was lack of preparation. Your head's not in the right place. But let me tell you something, guys. When you pay $25 to come see me, I can't have that. I can't have that hiccup. That's the that's what I've told myself. I can't have that hiccup. And I learned that from Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan has a great line, something about Mickey Mantle. They asked him, you know, why do you always do this every night? And he goes, because I never want to cheat the people. out of You know, they paid for a fucking seat to come and watch me play baseball. And that, that's how I felt. When I took a bomb, well, I didn't do it. Let me tell you something. I am still... Still embarrassed about the bombing I had in fucking New Orleans two years ago. Do you know that still haunts me to today? And I tell you what I did. They made a sign for me. 
of June 9th. I was in New Orleans. I hung it in my bathroom for a reason. Because I'm always in the bathroom taking a shit and you just sit there. It's not like I got magazines or I got a TV in there. I just go in there and work the mind a little bit. But when I take a shit, I look at that sign. I look at that sign as a reminder of the bombing I did in New Orleans. And I know a lot of you guys went to that show and you're like, Joey, you didn't bomb. I didn't bomb to you guys, but I bombed personally. And I knew that. And as long as I I'd said racist jokes, I, it was just not me that night. It was just not me. And it happens. Then that night was the night that we fucking got stuck in San, uh, me and Steve Simone got stuck in New Orleans because the planes were fucked up in Atlanta and I had to reschedule the Tabernacle Theater, whatever. That was, but I never forgot that. I never, ever forgot that bombing. It was one of the most embarrassing bombings. And then I went outside and had to talk to people, and that was even more fucking embarrassing. Nobody came up to me that night and said I helped them out either. It was just a cold, brutal fucking night. I remember going back to my hotel room going, dog, if I want to raise this bar up, I got to come a little bit more fucking correct. And I did. I, I took care of the situation. I did a great show in Vegas. I had five great shows in fucking... Uh, in uh, Tempe, you know, before the fucking pandemic hit, I was doing kick-ass shows at the store. I had my material tight. I had never been that tight as I was before the fucking pandemic. When I fucking stopped doing comedy on March 2nd or whatever the fuck was my last time on stage, I was pissed because I, I was ready to shoot a special. I was ready to do a thousand things before the fucking pandemic started. But so were a lot of people. Woe is me. So were a lot of people. Fucking Joey, get your shit together. This ruined a lot of shit for fucking people. You know, and people didn't know how to act after that. Look what's going on in the fucking world today. People getting stabbed every day in the city. People being rude. You know, I was talking to somebody online the other day. And I, and I said this, like a, a guy and me were going back and forth. Just a guy I talked to all the time, Leon. And we were talking about the behavior on the internet the last year. Real quick, I hate to interrupt the podcast, but the joint is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Listen, BetterHelp wants you to know that truth about some stigmas around mental health. I was kind of ashamed when I had a little mental health problem, but you know what? I'm, it took care of my, itself. Dana at BetterHelp did a great job. Many people think therapy's for so-called crazy people. I'm crazy, but I ain't that crazy. But therapy doesn't mean something's wrong with you. It means you recognize that we're all humans and that we all have emotions and you need to learn to fucking control them and not avoid them. Therapy's a tool to utilize before things get worse. I didn't do that. That's why I got what I got that whole year of high anxiety. Don't wait till the anxiety is unbearable, the insomnia is unbearable. Don't let that pain hit you anymore. BetterHelp is customized, customized online therapy. They're going to offer you video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. If you don't want to see anybody, that's fine too. They'll turn the camera off. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you get start communicating with your therapist in less than 48 hours. I had my therapy session this morning with Dana, and I'm feeling tip-top magoo. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp Online Therapy. If you go looking for a therapist right now or a psychiatrist, you're not going to get any help. And they're going to they're gonna go on camera anyway. You still got to pay $400. Forget that. Contact BetterHelp.com. They're going to take care of you. And what I'm going to do for you is for the joint listeners, you get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com with slash Diaz. That's what I want you to press in. That's BetterHelp.com slash Diaz. BetterHelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com and put in code Diaz. Take control of your life. It's a new year and you want to be rocking. Start with BetterHelp. Remember, BetterHelp.com slash Diaz. And now, back to the podcast. It's just been fucking brutal. The things people say to people, I read, not my comments, but sometimes I read other people's comments just to see, you know, they posted something. I want to see what people's reaction is. It's not good out there. People's hearts are not in the right place. It's not their mind. It's their heart because the heart goes to the mind and tells you, hey, it's a beautiful day. It's a sunny day, sunny day, sunny day. But I don't know what the fuck is going on. I see, I see the rudeness online. Listen, I'm to the point, I've been online for so long. You want to say something to me, that's fine. Sometimes I say, your mother sucks dick. 
Sometimes I look at you and I say, I say a prayer for you because you're a fucking retard and you don't know where the fuck you're coming from. A couple of weeks ago, we did a, a Manscaped video in my bathroom. <laughs> I put the video up on Instagram. I had like two guys going, Joey, clean your shower. Clean, like, like, like that's what you saw in that video. That's what you saw. I'm over there talking about, you know, cutting your balls hair and sprinkling fucking reviver in your asshole from Manscaped. And what you got to say to me is that I got to clean my shower. And let me tell you something. I actually got up, went and looked at the shower, and I go, this ain't, nobody uses the shower, you fucking jerk off. It's a downstairs bathroom. That's why it's my personal shit fucking pen there. Nobody uses that bathroom. Mike pees in there. My wife don't even use that bathroom. Nobody goes in there. It's just solo. It's just me. Nobody showers in there. I got a ton of shit. Like, if you come over, fuck nut. I'll have you take a shower in my shower. Everything's in there. Shampoo, a loofah. Everything's in there. Nobody uses that. It's got like a lot, it's like an electronic shower. You got to press buttons. It's no turners and shit. So you don't know what, I don't know what the, yeah, she put it down here for her daughter. I guess her daughter lived in this room and in that bathroom, her daughter, but the fucking shower is tremendous. But that's what you came up with? That I didn't clean my bathroom? Dog, this house is fucking clean as can be. My wife cleans this. I help her. The only thing that's dirty in this house is that fucking toilet down here because I dumped some tremendous shits in there. I mean, 22 inches dark brown, you know, a couple pieces of granola in there. I go deep in that fucking bathroom. The other day there was a skid mark in there. I had to chisel it with a fucking chisel. and It had plastered itself into the, it was like a skid mark just going straight into the fucking toilet. Just the piece of shit just landed on there. I don't put my balls into the toilet. I haven't put my, my dick in a toilet in years. I put my dick outside the toilet. I hold my balls while I'm shitting. I massage them. I warm them. I put a little Manscaped Revive on them, and I just fucking work them. You know what I'm saying? That that shit, you don't want that shit smell to creep into your nutsack. So that's why I get the little Reviver. I rub my balls, but my shit doesn't go in the water. I don't like water hitting my ass. I don't know where I stand. So I like to shit two or three inches up. Let it go down, let it go downhill, so at least I, I piss on it. And it explodes, and it smells like a fucking dead body, but that's what I do, guys, when I'm fucking lonely and bored. I know, I'm 58, going on motherfucking five. I know how to have a good time by myself. These motherfuckers don't have a good time by themselves. You got to take a shit and pee on it. I do it. I do a ton of experiments back there in that bathroom. I try. I shave my balls with Manscaped. I fucking charge up. In fact, you got to fix that fucking thing that Weed Map sent me today. That little vaporizer. Yeah. I want to start smoking with the little vaporizer. Oh, it's charged. It's charged. Nah, I've been charging it for the last fucking two weeks. If you take a hit off that, you'll electrocute yourself. I also got this fucking little pen. From uh, I gotta be honest with you, I'm not a vapor pen guy, but I fucking uh, ABX sent me some vapor pens. I gave a couple to Mike, and they only sent me one little thing. I was gonna give that to Mike. I thought they were gonna send me a couple of them, but they sent me only one. Battery. The battery that you smoke uh, live resin from? Yeah, the little thing you twist it onto. No, you don't even twist it. You just snap it on. It's fucking tremendous. It's fucking tremendous. And it, it kicks like a fucking mule sometimes. I don't want to go outside. It's cold that night. I got my pajamas. I just hit that a little bit. And I fucking uh, sit down here, watch whatever I'm watching or write. But I don't want to go outside. Like last night, I went outside like, no, Saturday night for the UFC. I must have gone outside four nights. That's how I know I'm back. Because I was just smoking one joint at night, like at 10 o'clock. That was the rule. Now I'm starting a little earlier. Like, now I've been starting, like, at a quarter to eight. And I got some good shit the other day right from Jersey. Did I tell you that, Mike? I got some nice fucking reef. I'll give you a little piece of this. I didn't get a lot of it, but uh, it was pretty fucking good. Jersey, it's good. Yeah, I was pretty. Listen, guys, I, you know, I've been smoking that Cali shit, that Zeke shit for fucking years. So it was tough for me to let that go. But I actually told them, I said, you know what, guys? I got to stop. You got to stop, you know, like I would have my friends go out or whatever, and then they come back, you know, and they bring me like shit that they got over there. And I said, you know what, like my friend was going to L.A. Tuesday, and he asked me last week, do you want me to bring you something back? You want me to stop by the ice cream shop? I said, no, because it's just, guys, you know what it's like? I don't want to run out. You know, you can't, you're always looking at your weed. And I was like, fuck this. I can't keep depending on 
California to, you know, I've been here 15 months already. It's time for me to get a fucking connection. And somebody on Patreon, one of the dudes on Patreon, my man R. Penn, turned me on to this fucking uh, weed delivery service right here in Jersey. I go online. I order it the night before. Like, if I order tonight, I have the weed here at 11 o'clock tomorrow morning. Cute little African-American chick came over the other day, dropped it off. I asked her in. I, I didn't even know she was coming. I thought she was coming at 1, and she ended up coming at like 11.30. I was downstairs writing, and I heard the doorbell. I almost shit my pants. My wife was home. I looked at the door from downstairs. It was an African-American chick. I go, who the fuck? I go, oh, my weed is here. So I went up the stairs. I opened the door. What's happening? Beautiful. She's like, oh, what's going on, Uncle Joey? I said, come on in. She smelled fucking great. I went downstairs. I got her money. I tipped her. You, you could tip on the fucking app, but I always tip them just for coming over here. They bring it right to the fucking house. You can't lose. Only in fucking... Well, they got them everywhere. Who am I kidding? But I like this service in Jersey. They got edibles. They got Packwoods. You know? They got some great fucking reefer. It's donation. Like, only. Like, that's the scam that you have to do. Or it's not really a scam. That's the way you have to do the service. It's donation only. Uh, they have different packages like diamond, platinum, silver, gold, you know. And they, it works. It fucking works. And so what? I'm smoking reefer. That's a little notch down. This last weed I got from them, holy fuck. It was a little extra. It was 250 for the half ounce. But I enjoy it. I don't have to bother them. I don't have to bother my friends. I don't have to fucking, you know, I just, I just feel creepy after a while. I'm just putting... It's like, you know what, I don't need to go through all this and put people through this. I don't want to put somebody through this. They get stopped at an airport, they come back, they're like, Joey, you, fuck it. Let me learn where to get some weed in Jersey. It's not like I'm smoking like in Cali. I'm not smoking with three hands anymore. I mean, it's I'll tell you one thing that came out of this year. I don't smoke in the daytime no more, and I got to be honest with you, I kind of like it. It's nice. It's a nice fucking feeling, man. It's a bit much. I was getting high fucking all day in L.A. And I knew it had to change. I knew my sound. I don't even have that whistle in my fucking voice anymore. Have you noticed that? The fucking, uh, the little, whatever, what's, what do they call that disease when you smoke cigarettes? I got that shit. I had the beginnings. Emphysema. Yeah, I got the beginnings of it. The last x-ray they did for me maybe five years ago, Dr. Waxer told me, he goes, get the beginnings of emphysema. I go, you don't think I know that? I hear the fucking whistle in my chest at night when I'm fucking, I should be snoring. It's like I swallowed a fucking kazoo. You got to hear the fucking noises that come out of my chest at night when I'm fucking sleeping. But hey, it's all a motherfucking part of growing up, man. I had another shock this weekend. Thank you, all you motherfuckers for reaching out. Uh, my little Lulu died. And the crazy thing is, she died a day after the anniversary of Superbad. Superbad's anniversary was Friday the 17th, and Lulu died Saturday the 18th. It was rough at the house. It was really rough for my wife. My daughter hasn't put it together yet. Like She just hasn't figured it out yet. We really kept it from her a little bit. Was she tight with the cats? Yes and no. She comes down here a lot in the mornings and plays with them. She brushes them, and she watches TV before she eats breakfast. So she came down this morning, and she didn't notice it. I don't think she We'll tell her during the week when things slow down a little bit. My wife was still crying this morning, you know. I have another cat that's here with me, Evie. I don't even know I'm going to do the album of the week because she's so heartbroken. She just wants to sit close to me, and I'll tell you what, between us, I hope she doesn't hear me. She's got a couple of days left, too, because I had dead brothers. I remember I had this this family I've had. I've been dealing with this cat family since 2004. You know, Samurai fucked a lot of kittens back there. <laughs> that motherfucker left a legacy that was untarnished. I just found a video of him. I'm going to put it up for you guys. A guy shot a video of me, and Samurai walked right past us. <laughs> and I'm like, show this motherfucker. I'm like, Sammy, Sammy. Sammy would just look at you, give you the finger, or give you the claw. I swear to God, this motherfucker didn't. He wouldn't even take fancy feast. Like, you know how many times I brought him all different types of food? In fact, one day I even brought him crab meat. He just fucking looked at me like, fuck you and your crab meat. He refused. That motherfucker wanted nothing to do with people. So, But he gave birth to like 90 fucking kittens. And then he was killing them. And we couldn't have that. And 
you know, we had their boys. I had from that cat, Samurai, I probably had I had Demi, Harry, Super Bad was his son, but halfway. Super Bad's mother, her mother, was fucking two cats at the same time. She was a dirty whore. She was fucking the big black and white cat and Samurai. In fact, they even fought to like almost the death. Samurai fought Super Bad's father almost to the death. There was a horrible bang up fight in my backyard. No worries. But so we started with Super Bad, no. Demi, Harry, Allie, who else was his fucking kid? Evie and Lulu. So we probably took about six of their kids. Lulu and Evie had Siamese colorings and super bad. They were both in the same fucking womb, guys. This is just tremendous. She gave birth to three Siamese cats and one black and white one from the father, from Superbad's father. It was crazy. It was a learning fucking experience I did not know about. I learned so much. I like animals, guys. I'm fucking sorry. I like dogs. I like cats. I like birds. I don't like pigeons. I don't like fucking pigeons. I don't like that. But I like fucking cats and dogs. I, I honestly, I got to be honest with you. Even when I'm, I'm writing this book, I'm going to put this in the book. I honestly think that, well, I know for a fact, what brought me back all those years and gave me the strength to cancel the coke, to stop doing coke, was these fucking cats. I swear to God. I don't know what it was. I felt like a father. I don't know if that was it. But little by little, I stopped snorting after I got these cats. And super bad was it. You know, when I got super bad, he was almost dead. I made a promise. And that was it. That was 14 fucking years ago. That was it. That's how much these cats meant to me, you know. Listen, guys, I lived in California. I know you guys, uh, everybody in California has a support animal. I know you don't want to hear this shit. Listen, I don't like when people come on a plane with a fucking cocker spaniel and the thing is making noises. You know, if a dog shits on a plane, they have to take the plane down. So every time I see a fucking uh, dog come on a plane, I'm like, if you shit, motherfucker, I would send them like messages like I'll Michael Vick you you cocksucker if you fucking take a shit on this plane and you make this because one time they did that to me they had to fucking clean the fucking plane so the plane went down they had to take the lady off with her fucking stupid dog clean the shit disinfect the plane I was two hours fucking delayed because your fucking service animal took a shit on the fucking on the plane here it was horrible so every time I see a fucking dog come on there I'm like really lady but she always brings like two or three dogs and she's chatty as fuck. So if you're scared of something, I'm not seeing it here. All the fucking people got service dogs are always chatting, always talking. You know, don't blame it on the fucking dog. All of a sudden you're chatty because the fucking dog is here. So I, I kind of believed it. I kind of didn't. I had a problem like 10 years ago. I was fainting from the edibles and God knows what else. I was just fainting. I had like three faints in like a year, and every time I would faint, I would I would feel it coming on. I would run. This is when we lived in North Hollywood. I would run to the fucking uh, chair that was next to the air conditioner, and I would rip my shirt off, rip my pants off, and I would just sit there fucking sweating with the fucking, you know, like 50-degree air blowing on me, and I'd still be sweating profusely, and I had this cat. Uh, what was his name? Finney. Finney would see me from a distance and run over to me and jump on me. And I'd have no shirt on, and he'd jump on me and start clawing my chest. And I'd want to fucking choke him. I was ready to fucking punch him, and I'd go, I know what this motherfucker's doing. He's trying to take my mind off whatever I got going on so I won't faint. He did that a couple times. He saved my life. Another time I banged my head in the closet, and I was bleeding, and he fucking came and sat with me too because I don't like blood. I looked at my hand. I was bleeding. I got a little fucking queasy. But... I figured out that this motherfucker was just uh, taking my anxiety away. So when I went through all this shit last year, I became tighter with these fucking cats. Like I would pet them more. Petting a cat relieves your anxiety. I don't know if you guys know that. Petting a cat, petting a dog, playing with a dog. If you ever have anxiety, run right to your fucking cat or dog and see what happens. I, I, if I would have put that fucking together, I would have never taken those fucking Xanax. I would have just petted my cat everywhere. I would have taken them. I swear to God, before the fucking pandemic, 
I was thinking about making one of my cats a service cat because I was sick and tired of these fucking dogs coming on and nobody shows up with a fucking cat and then people started showing up with two or three dogs and I was like, you know what? If I come on here with a fucking cat, because everybody has their fucking animal, why should my cat stay home? These cats have all been my support animal for fucking 20 years now. I really feel that, that when I got the cats in my life, when I put the cats in my life, my, my house changed for the better. I started fucking with cats in maybe 2003, and in four years, I got off coke. I just felt better. I felt like maybe I was a father again. I would buy them toys. I would go to fucking Petco and buy them the stands. You know how many fucking stands I had in my own? When we moved from L.A., you know how many stands I threw away? I had one, two. They're expensive. Bro, they were (laughs) 200 apiece, those stands, and I had them all over the place, and then I was thinking of, running the stand up in the wall because yeah. I talked to the guy he was going to come over but it wasn't my house so I would take it down and shit so I said forget about it I love my fucking cats and I got entertained by them you know some guy ref- uh, hit me up this morning or two days ago no yesterday because Lulu died on Saturday and this guy hit me up on Patreon and he was talking about Joey I think it's time for you to get a dog I said oh duh <laughs> duh you know but I got two cats still you know I I hate saying this in front of Evie, but I don't give her another month. You know, the broken heart effect. You know, her sister's gone. Her and her sister were inseparable. Mike was saying that the last two Zooms we did, the sisters were in their little fucking pen beating the fuck out of each other. It was tremendous, but... You can hear them on there. Yeah, you can hear them on there. But they were tight. They loved each other. And uh, it was really sad to see it fucking go, you know? I could come on here and cry and all. Listen, I I I've been looking at her and playing with her for the last six months. I knew her time was gonna expire. It was just I didn't know when. I wish it wouldn't have happened before the fucking holidays. It'll affect our home a little bit. Thank God my wife's going away to see her family and shit and uh, the holidays of this week. But no, this is gonna be a little rough thing for the house this week. And it ha- guys. It's all a part of fucking growing up. You know, I was a little down Saturday afternoon when my wife took her because they called and they said, she's fine. We think it's diabetes. And then they went out and they told my wife that, no, her uh, her functions have given up. Her kidney or her liver, something had given up. They shut down. So my wife said she went in said goodbye she called me she took a picture of her but she said by the time they got to the hospital every time my wife would pet her she would turn around and hide i don't know if you know that when cats feel like they're gonna die they don't want to see they don't want you to see them dying so they hide and she was already hiding and i could tell friday night something was up with her because when i was petting her friday night she was meowing loud I had never heard a meow that loud. So something was given up. She was in pain. And uh, she's in a better fucking place, guys, you know? Listen, animals come and go. They become part of your fucking family. And it sucks when they go. But it's something that I've been dealing with for years. Remember, I had 11 of these motherfuckers. So, you know, every time one died, I lost a little piece of me. You know, the one that hurt the most for me was super bad. You know, I always thought that after he died, I, I like just a little doubt in my head that maybe I would do coke again, but no, I never did. I mean, his love stuck, and uh, I'm happy I got to experience these guys. You know, I grew up without cats. I didn't know what a fucking cat was. You know, when I was a kid, I, you know, we threw fucking bottles at him or whatever or fucking yelled at him. And then for years, whenever I would go to somebody's house who had a cat, when they jump on me and I'd pet them, they'd purr. But the purring, I thought, was them like growling. I never owned a cat. So when you piss off a dog, the dog goes, Arr. when you piss off a cat, I don't know what noise they make, but they start fucking uh, purring. And once they start doing that shit with threading, I don't know what they call it, kneeling, whatever, on your leg, I thought they were going to attack me, so i throw them off. And the owners would go, what happened? You know, I th- the cat loves you. And I'm like, nah, that cat was sticking me with nails. No, that means he loves you. You know what? Fuck that shit. Nobody who loves you sticks fucking nails into you. So, uh, you know what I'm saying? That cat don't fucking love me, but little did I know that that's part of that thing. And now I got like a cat. Uh, 
who used to need oh the gray the the cat at night my night cat the therapist she fucking does that to me at night and i gotta like sit there for fucking an hour and let her do a thing while uh she's getting her head together and you know even that with gray at night my day is complete. I turn the TV off. You know, they always say to turn your appliances off. Don't watch the computer. And that's what I do at night. I turn the TV off. I try to read a, uh, a fucking chapter of any book that I have. Just a chapter. Just a chapter. And I've been getting into Led Zeppelin again. And to make it fucking worse, that Bob Lingus just sent me a new biography that came out by Led Zeppelin. Holy shit. Holy shit. You know, Bob Lalingus has me has been sending me Zeppelin books for years. He sent me the Jimmy Page book. He sent me the Big Led Zeppelin book, the three-parter. That's fucking huge. And now he sent me this new book I should have brought in here to show you guys. A great Christmas present. You know, I was reading the one chapter about Led Zeppelin. I'll rap after this. I know I've been talking a little too much today. You're like, Joe, you're giving me a fucking ear beating today. I know. I'm in a good mood. I'm happy, guys. The holidays are coming. We get to spend time with our families. I got to spread the fucking cheer. I know a lot of you motherfuckers, it's a tough time of the year for you. But again, this is a tough time for me, too. It took a couple of years to adjust, and I finally did it. My mother's gone. My father's gone. I'm not going to bring him back. So what am I going to do? Sit like a fucking orphan on Christmas Eve and cry? No. Christmas is the best time of the fucking year. You know what? They're looking down on me going, what the fuck, Joey? Spark up that Christmas tree. Light that motherfucker on fire. Shoot that poison arrow through my heart, you fuck. Listen, I'm going to make the best Christmas I can this year. I was a little upset that my wife and my daughter were leaving me after Christmas. You know, they'll be back by New Year's. But I'm like, this is the time of the year for this shit. Go, jump on a plane, fucking get COVID, you know, stand online for two hours, you know, get abused at the fucking airport. Be my guest if that's what you want to do. I'm going to sit tight this holiday season, enjoy what's going on here, have a great fucking time, and just get ready for 2022. I, listen, whether with the cat, without the cat, without the kids, it's going to be a great fucking holiday. And let me tell you what else I'm fired up about. I'm really fired up about 2022, guys, and I hope you guys are getting fired up. In fact, tomorrow I'll start reading The Art of War. I mean, I'm getting ready. I'm get, I don't know what war is coming up. I don't know what we're going to do. I have no. I don't know what I'm doing this year. I'm going to finish this fucking book, and I'd love to fucking uh, do a one-man show. For years, I tried to do a one-man show. I knew I had it in me, and I think that's the route to go. I, I still want to perform, but I think I would just want to tell that story, you know. And uh, once we get the book ready, I'll just rip out the shit from the book once it's finished, and that's what we'll present at the at the fucking uh, one-man show. I think I'll do it towards the end of the year. It's going to take me some time to write. I've been already making notes of what I want to say on it. You know, I think it's going to be fun. I'm excited about it. You know, I'm just going to take it right from the book. So once the book gets released, it's the book and the one-man show. I'll do a couple book signings. You know, I'm going to try to do my best, guys. But uh, I'm just excited for 2022. I'm not excited for the surprises they're going to throw on us. Joey, what are you talking about? What surprises? I don't know. I don't know. We might get a mandate here in Jersey. We might get more vaccine mandates. You know, we could only put $600 in the bank. You know, there's just so much stupid shit that I've been hearing lately. I don't even pay attention to it because I got to do what the fuck I do. You know what I'm saying? I don't give a fuck what they're doing. That's fine what they're doing, but we're going to do what we do. We can't have money in the bank. I don't even know all the shit that's going on. It doesn't even matter to me, but expect a little fucking surprise next year. I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know if it's going to fucking even affect us, but I'm just l letting you get prepared. You know, we got mandates in New York. Shit's closing down. We got mandates in L.A. Now they put extra mandates in L.A., didn't they? Because the numbers are high again. We're still safe here in Jersey. We still don't have to wear masks inside, even though the numbers are up, you know. All I could say to you guys, it's this is the best time of the year. I cannot believe the fucking, you know, that you're going to be scared now. You're going to go to a Christmas party and that you might get sick. Listen, live your fucking life. This thing is here with us. And it's like my girl Sandy Zanotti said on fucking Patreon. She goes, Joey, you were right. Me and my father got COVID. Well, guess what? 
we're all going to fucking get it. But I'd rather get it January 2nd than get it December 22nd. You know what I'm saying? So avoid Christmas parties, avoid heavy breathers, and just uh, <laughs> enjoy your fucking holiday, guys, because it's going to be a great one. I, I just feel it. I feel it in my heart and in my bones. I've been down for so long, for the last year and a half, between pandemics, knee surgeries, moving, that I'm ready for my fucking life, guys. So uh, it's going to be a great fucking week. That's all you need to fucking know from your Uncle Joey. Thank you for watching the show today. Thank you for all the uh, warm-hearted messages about Lulu. She's in a better fucking place now. Now I got to deal with my girl, Evie. As you can see, we, she was in here earlier. I picked her up and brought her outside. But she doesn't want to be alone out there. It's just an ugly reminder. I don't blame her, you know, so... She's sleeping. She's out fucking cold right now, as out as she could be. And I love her to death. Thank you. Have a great fucking week. This is a great fucking day to get your shit together. And remember, you got four more shoplifting days left, right? It's the 20th or the 21st. Who gives a fuck? I love you cocksuckers with all my heart. And now for a word from our motherfucking sponsors, Jack. I love you cocksuckers. All right, you cocksuckers. I love you. I know I was all over the place today, but who gives a fuck? I'm so excited. I want to stab three motherfuckers. Maybe four. I'm not sure yet. Anyway, the joint is brought to you by BetterHelp. Listen, I've been with BetterHelp now for close to six or seven months, and I feel tip-top my good. You guys have seen my change. If you're, if you're struggling a little bit, you don't know who to talk to, BetterHelp is there. They got a girl, a woman named Dana, who turned me the fuck around. I'm tip-top Magoo. And I know you feel a little apprehensive because people think therapies for so-called crazy people. I'm crazy, but I'm not that crazy. You know how I know? Because BetterHelp helped me out. That therapy doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. It means that you're recognizing your own self, your emotions, and you're learning to control them, not avoid them. Therapy is a tool to use before things get worse. Don't be like your Uncle Joey and let what happened March 2nd ruin you. I should have paid attention then, but I didn't. Don't wait till it gets unbearable. BetterHelp. It's customized online therapy. They offer video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. You don't got to see nobody on camera if you don't want to. I felt the same way when I started. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy. Right now, listen, therapists are busy. Psychiatrists are busy. They're still going to put you on a camera and charge you four bills. That's why you're going to contact BetterHelp.com today. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, but there's not in-person therapy because everybody's scared. And you can start communicating with your therapist in less than 24 hours. That means if you reach out today, you could be talking to somebody Wednesday and feel a lot better about the holidays. Stop feeling bad or stop thinking about what you're thinking. Learn some coping skills. Give BetterHelp a try right now and see why they've helped over 2 million people, all right? Just for the joint listeners, I'm going to get you guys 10% off the first month on BetterHelp.com. Use code Diaz, D-I-A-Z. That's BetterHelp.com slash Diaz. Take control of your life and get the help you deserve with BetterHelp. This joint is also brought to you by Onnit. Listen, they just had a sale. But don't worry about it. I'm still going to take care of you. If you want to try that Shroom Tech and that Alpha Brain and that on it, and the electrolyte, electrolyte Drink Mix, which is fucking tremendous with sodium, potassium, and magnesium, go to onit.com. Listen, if you order the Alpha Brain and you don't like it, they'll give you your money back and you can keep them, snort them, light them on fire, do what the fuck you want to do. And they even got something for memory focus. I'm looking at it right now. I drank one a couple weeks ago and I forgot to tell you, it's not bad. The tropical flavored Alpha Brain. Give it a shot. Use code Joey Joint or Church to get 10% off. Delivered right to your motherfucking house. The joint is also brought to you by Blue Chew. Listen, forget about all that fancy stuff you're thinking about getting your girlfriend. You're trying to impress her. You know what a woman really wants? A good stabbing for Christmas. And then to wake up and see Santa coming down the chimney. You want to give him a good stabbing? Get some Blue Chew. Blue Chew is an online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis at a fraction of the cost. Listen, you can take it anytime, any place. It takes about 40 minutes and you're ropping in your pants. And the process is simple. You sign up at bluechew.com. 
You talk to one of the licensed medical providers. It's easy. Once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. And the best part of it, it's all online. Nobody knows nothing. Who gots? No doctor's office visit, no pharmacy, no judgment. It ships right to your door in a discreet package. Not even the mailman knows. Blue Chew tablets are made in the U.S. of A. Way cheaper than any fucking pharmacy. So do me a favor right now. If you order today, you'll have them for New Year's Eve. And who doesn't sling dick on New Year's Eve? You want to be prepared. You want to show up like a fucking Marine. So do me a favor. When you need extra confidence, it's time to perform. Blue Chew is right there. It's like your big uncle. They got a special deal for you today. That's what I'm saying. You want these for New Year's Eve. Try Blue Chew for free with promo code Joey. J-O-E-Y. Just pay the fin. $5 for shipping. That's BlueChew.com. Promo code Joey to receive your first month free as usual. And I want to thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the joint. I want to thank Blue Chew. I want to thank Onnit. And I want to thank BetterHelp for having our back. Great services. I love BetterHelp. So do yourself a favor, cocksuckers. Support our sponsors. I love you guys. Have a great Monday. Have a great week. Have a great Christmas week. Do all your holiday shopping. And I'll see you motherfuckers Wednesday morning, the 22nd. Tip Top Magoo. Stay black. <laughs>